0: Welcome to the first episode of the Shadow Realm Podcast, hosted by Henry and Elias. In today's episode, we're going to talk Shadal's, Spiral's place in the meta, and is it still worth playing? Thoughts on the meta overall and where it's going? Should you ash? A pot of extravagance? Rush duels? And what the heck is it? And are pendulums still worth playing? Be sure to subscribe for episodes of the Shadow Realm and other Bomani Lounge audio content. Bring it on, Yugi! Oh! It's time to duel! That's a nice attack, but I'm not down yet. You're listening to the Shadow Realm Podcast, brought to you by Bamani Lounge. Welcome to the Shadow Realm Podcast. I'm Henry, and I'm with my partner, Elias. How are you doing tonight, Elias?
1: I'm pretty good, Henry, pretty good. I'm looking at all these Shadow decks. Oh, no! You can and th- I'm getting excited.
0: You can throw a rock and hit a Shadal Invoked player, and I myself am on the Shadal Invoked bandwagon. For th- me too, me too, bro. For those of you who don't know, the Shadal, what is it called? Shadal Madness or something some, Something stupid. Uh, Shadal Showdown, Shadal Showdown. Structure Deck just came out this last week, and everyone is playing the deck. What was really impressive is someone tops an event. It was like some Paris tournament with Shadal invoked before the structure deck and it got like first place. And then the then the structure deck came out with all the broken cards and it's just really good. I don't I almost don't like that someone topped without the new cards because it kind of put it, the deck on everyone's radar and then the new cards came out and then I was like, wow, it's even better. So it was very obvious the deck was good. And I I played it. I did one test hand and I fell in love with the deck just because of how the deck plays, and I like how the grind game is very good and it's very skillful, and you have to play around your opponent's should all Fusion. In the, in the, I agree, I agree. It's mirror. not, it's
1: not like a the Spiral deck where you could just. Uh, it's like very glass cannon. It's more like a control, slower deck, but uh, it has uh, consistency, and it has really big power plays.
0: I agree. I think that there's also some skill in like playing what engine you're gonna play with the Shadows to complement it? Like, are you going to play the Perform Ages? Are you going to play Light Sworns? This and that?
1: Yeah, there's uh, very different ways you could uh, go with the deck. There, I've seen pure uh, lists also. Uh, like, for example, the second place at the UDS in uh, Tulsla, He was... Um, well, he wasn't playing pure, but he was playing the Invoke build. But he was just maxing out on everything, like going for pure consistency. So we see those type of builds, and then we see other builds, which uh, like Team Samurai X1, he played the, like more mech knights, and uh, the trick clowns, and more hand traps. So there's very there's like a lot of different ways you can play the deck, too. Um, I know Henry, I know you have a deck profile. I do. On Invoke Shadol. I
0: do. It's on Bamani Lounge, the official YouTube channel of Bamani Lounge. <laughs> and it's it, it did pretty well. What is it at now? It's, I have it in front of me. It's six thousand views. Probably go up to like seven or eight thousand. I just did it because I had the cards. I actually didn't plan on doing it, but like I had the cards and Elias and I were playtesting in my dining room and we were like, let's just make a deck profile and it did pretty well. A lot of players commented Things like, uh, it looks good, but then people are like, oh, you should use Ariel more, because I was like in the deck profile. I was like, yeah, you barely use this card. And then right after we made the deck profile, Elias. Oh, I remember that, Elias, Elias, I didn't even think about it. Elias did the combo with Ariel, where you banish the trap, because we didn't really read up on this deck. We didn't know what we were doing with the deck. We just liked the cards, and we were like, well, this is fun. Let's just play this card. And we were like, oh, wow, Ariel banishes three from the graveyard. Let's abuse that effect. And then we realize the other effect that specials from Banished is even more. The broken. flip effect, the broken effect. Yeah. yeah. So, the deck the deck is really cool. I know there's a lot of people that have more experience with the deck just because it's been a deck for technically it's been a deck for six or six and a half years, over six years, but it's obviously hasn't been in the meta for maybe four of those years or more than that. Pretty much when Necros came out, people stopped playing it. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's been, been it. a long time, yeah. But the, these new cards, the, the,
1: the power level of these cards are just, are just insane. Uh, like, having a card like Wendy, being able to eat Telly and a Shadow from your deck is so powerful. And then the, 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 the fact that you have a, a Floodgate monster is so powerful.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, I actually got to test the Shadal Invoke strategy myself at Locals this weekend. And I went to a lovely store on Long Island, which is where I am from, called Fire and Dice. And Fire and Dice is one of my favorite Locals to go to on Sundays, just because not a lot of places have tournaments where I live on Sundays. And this place is super close to my house. And not to be mean, but the quality of players that go there is a little bit less than the other locals that Elias and i attend so oh so it's free it's it's pretty free you could say it technically costs ten dollars to enter but we like to call it free so this place is one of my favorite places to test concepts and so when i got the chance to play my shadal invoke strategy everyone thought i was playing spirals because that's what i was playing the last couple weeks with magician souls but this time that was not the case I was summoning windows, I was summoning Mechabas. I was banishing cards with Ariel. Oh my god. I was flipping cards face up with Reincarnation. It was a fun time. And my guy had $350 worth of cards. And he decided to play three structure decks. Three structure decks. $30. (laughs) Two broken. I think that um, the should strategy was good. For this weekend, like, one or two people were playing it at the locals. There was, like, 20 people at this local. It's not that big, but it was it was a good sample. And only, like, one or two people were playing shadals, and I was the only player that made it to top eight. So I went 2-0. I went three wins, no losses, and one tie. and Or two two wins, no losses, and two ties. I tied with two spirals, and one of them I was about to win in time, but he had uh mystic mind so i couldn't attack it was really annoying but anyway it doesn't really matter as long as you get to top eight because there have been plenty of times where i go undefeated and then make it to top eight and then i lose in top eight to specifically joe fisher very good player and i (laughs) always draw terrible against him (laughs) or when i draw really good he draws like dark ruin or more and it doesn't matter it's
1: always how it is it's always how it is so the good players always have
0: the cards they need is how it works they stick them up their sleeves or something i don't know but luckily this time around all of the good players were at the uds so it was pretty easy pickings for me and i beat one paleozoics i twoed with i tied with two spirals and i beat stun and then in top eight i played mm. my friend jelani and jelani usually plays off the wall decks but he was borrowing his friend's spiral extravagance deck and he made me go first. I simply activated Shadal Fusion, fusing two of my Shadal Monsters, and I went into <laughs> El Shadal Winda. El Shadal Winda states that each player can only special summon one time per turn, and no more than that. And unfortunately, his Spiral strategy cannot overcome my <laughs> El Shadal Winda. So, uh, Magician's Soul is not that good. Spiral Tough didn't do so much there because it can't be destroyed by card effects. And that's all she wrote. Of course, I play a little tech called Paleozoic Dynamiscus that also helped me out. So he saw the Dynamiscus and was like, wow, that card's too good. And then he 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 picked up his cards and we went to the second game. And, of course, the second game, he opened. If he could pick the cards that he drew, he drew those cards. He drew, like, one for one, called by the grave, you know, all that jazz. And the, the Elias combo, as I like to call it. One for one and clawed <laughs> by the grave. Elias always draws us those cards when he plays Spirals. <laughs> right, Elias? That's the best combo. It's the best, That's the best combo. Best combo in That's the, deck. the best two-card combo. And, and, a, and a broken monster discard. Master plan. Discard master plan. What, what do you think about Spirals, though? Like, we, we thought it was like a tier zero, best, best deck of the format. Well, But it really looks like it's not. I think that people are starting to realize that as powerful as Spirals is, the bricks catch up with you. And I would rather play a deck that can make a uh a good board a above average board without having to worry about bricking than playing a deck that makes a quote unquote broken exodia board but i agree can be beaten by any hand trap in the game, especially i think i think the
1: the build that plays um trigate wizard I feel like that's just so. Like, win more. Yeah. Uh, Meaning, like, for you to resolve your full combo with Trigate and everything, everything needs to go so perfect. Like, I feel like it has to be game one. Because game two and three, a lot of people, if you're playing spirals, your opponent's going to side deck a lot of cards against you. And if you're a good good
0: spiral player, you don't drop your sleeper those games because you're expecting the Dark Ruler no more or the Super Poly. Exactly. Exactly. In games two or three. But game one, I feel like you would have to win the die roll.
1: Like, go first your opponent needs to open up no hand traps, and then you need to open up your combo. But you're already playing bricks, too. So it's like, you know, sure, like, you might win game one if that happens. You might resolve your tri-gate. But then, like, how are you going to handle game two and three? You know, th- I think that's why in the in the Tulsa regional, uh, in the Tulsa uh, UDS, I think that's why Rockets did so well. Like, Like, Rockets, even though, like, it's not as explosive or, like, as a, it's not like as a break my board uh type of deck as spirals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the thing is, the I'm pretty sure the rocket deck got to play every single game. Like even though the play wasn't insanely strong, it still got to play every single game. And sp- where as opposed to spirals, spirals tend to brick because they have to play so many uh one of. No, I agree.
0: Yeah, and and spirals you can open up sleeper. You can open up last resort last resort, last resort. i mean the tra-
1: people that play foolish goods the trap assault assault Th-
0: there are literally more bad cards to draw than there are good cards to draw which is a problem i mean sometimes drawing the trap is good but sometimes it's not and then people are playing utility wire and i'm like wow that's the definition yeah, of that's window. another
1: another brick
0: yeah playing people who play utility wire just don't get it they don't just don't get it like are you kidding? You really have to search on another card off Quick Fix to win the game? Like, you can summon Sleeper with Last resort. and of course there'll be people that disagree with us, but like, mm-hmm. you have to control Super Agent. And I remember the funniest thing, one of my friends, I already mentioned, Joe Fisher at uh, Locals, he was playing Utility Wire, and he was giving me the explanation as to why he plays Utility Wire, and... For those of you who don't know, utility wire is a spiral trap. A lot of people probably don't know because it's not widely played, but it is a card that exists, and it's a spiral gear card that can be searched off drones, or rather a quick fix. And quick it says if your opponent if you control, if you control super agent, you can target one card in the field, it's a trap. You can target one card in the field and put it to the top of your opponent's deck, basically. That's what it says. Correct, Elias? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. So Utility That's Wire, it it's a trap. But it requires you to control Super Agent. And this guy's reason was that, oh, if you get Dark Rulered, you can activate it. Assuming that his Double Helix was, was uh, counted as Super Agent. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not even true, because if you get Dark Rulered, your, your Double Helix doesn't count as Super Agent. That's Sorry incorrect. to burst your bubble. <laughs> this is the same guy that, that swears by Dark Magic Veil, vale, which is like, people like that, Elias and I just laugh. Like, People are like, "Wow, my deck is so good! I'm playing triple Dark Magic Veil to special my Master Plan, and I'm definitely gonna draw it when I draw my Master Plan." (laughs) I mean, look, it could happen, and like, you could successfully, you
1: know, resolve your combo. But is that gonna like? I feel like it's gonna lose you a lot more games than it's gonna win you, even if it is very powerful. I mean,
0: if I were if I were a good player, I would draw the Dark Magic Veil with the Souls or the or the Master Plan. I guess you play triple Master Plan but I'm going to draw it with last resort and where are Foul, <laughs> yeah. and no target for where are fell and sleeper and the trap. Like
1: yeah. I'm just not. An- uh, an- another thing, a-, a lot of people are meaning droll right now. Like if you, if you look at uh Yu-Gi-Oh deck profiles, everyone's playing droll, everyone's like playing. in the main yeah. or like siding droll. Like there's so many hand traps to play around. Yeah. And it's just, it- it's hard to play spirals right now. I feel like it's very hard. And like, if should go first, and they establish their window, like I don't know. It's gonna be really hard to win that game.
0: Yeah, no way.
1: Unless you main deck, m- main deck like, I don't know, going second cards in your spiral deck. No, I agree. I'm uh, not sure. Like I, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I think.
1: I don't know what else I definitely be. think
0: the the format has turned away from spirals to shadal's and with Chidal's, Yeah, more rogue decks. With shadal's, I was I was actually able to get top four. I beat Jelani. In that top four match, I actually... Uh, I won the way it should work. Uh, he bricked game three. Like, big surprise. You're playing, like, 16 bricks in your deck. Extravagance going to draw you into more dead cards. Like, congratulations. Tough agent is good, but, like, once your double helix gets ashed, you lose. So, I... Oh, so you would ash the double helix? You wouldn't <laughs> ash the extravagant? Well, we'll get into that debate in a little while, Elias. But for now, what we're going to okay. talk about is... Uh, the the meta game as of right now. So we kinda got into a little bit. We talked about Shadals. We talked about uh, we talked about spirals. So Elias, I have to ask you, what do you yeah. think the, the meta is right now? And where do you think it's going? The meta right now,
1: I think it's very diverse, which is good. I, I like how we have a bunch of Shadal decks. A lot of people are playing Mech Knights. A lot of people are playing going second decks. And then you also have the control decks. I mean, meaning like the back row decks. You still have Altergeist, you still have Guru, you still have uh, Salamangre, which play like uh, so many trap cards in the main deck now. They have the Triple Rage, Triple Roar, all those cards. You have Mystic Mind Stun, you have Hero players, which could go first. You know, establishing a Dark Law is pretty powerful. Um you have your Luna Light deck setting up Dweller, playing with Gamma, ending on Lambda and Redoer. That's very, very powerful. Um The way the the format is shaping up, I guess we can't really tell yet because Shadals haven't really been in the format for that long. So we would have to wait and see after I don't know, like a like a month around there like three weeks to a month to really know what like the best deck is or like the deck that's performing like the best
0: no i i agree i think that shadals what's interesting about shadals and what's sort of exciting about having shadals in the format is that they work with a lot of different sub archetypes and by sub archetypes i mean the the lightsworns of the world oh
1: yeah you 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 have your lightsworns you have your mech knights you have there's so many different archetypes your scraps. <laughs> you have scraps. I feel like scraps, someone's. It's only do a that. matter
0: of time, right? It's only, it's a, only matter a matter of, of time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that what people will start doing is, you know, if, if it becomes like a, a, a really extreme Shadal format, you'll see people playing more cards like Retaliating C in their side deck. I know. Carl Manigat, a local Fire and Dice player who, shout outs to him, got second at the UDS Impulsa with Mech Knight Invoked, and I loved his deck profile. His deck profile was on Triff Gaming. It was on a couple of others, but I I don't really watch their channels, but I know mm-hmm. that his deck profile came out really well, and I saw it on Triff's channel, and I know that he sided to a retaliating season, and I know that like, his list was very, like, it was okay, but it was it was definitely not optimal, and he said that I believe in his deck profile. He was like, "Yeah, this deck is like it's not one hundred percent there, but it just goes to show like I played like a, a, a incomplete version of the deck, and I still destroyed everyone. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show, you know, the deck is really that good. And I think as the deck as the deck gets more tops, you're gonna see more retaliating sees as
1: people start experimenting with uh, more cards, more different strategies. Yep. You're gonna different ratios. Like we still don't know. Like, what's correct? Do we do we keep the three Wendy? Do we play three scrumata Three Hedgehog? Like we have to experiment, and we're gonna see it as more regionals, YCSs come up. We will see what the best ratios are.
0: I think when uh, a a format progresses is when there's a lot of hate cards in the format, right? So what I'm saying is. If cards like Dimensional Barrier come back, which is absolutely devastating for oh, man. It's Like you activate your Shadow Fusion and you get the D barrier, your turn is over. You're like your turn is over. It literally says "Shakes yeah, shake some hands. Yeah, shake shake like put up your hand, <laughs> get up, pack your cards, you're going home. Like that's what Dimensional Barrier <laughs> says on the card. And I feel like when those cards start to be more relevant in the meta, I feel like you'll start to see more players changing decks. Because it's the same way as I looked at playing, um, when, when, when last Nats was, came around, everyone and their mother mm-hmm. was playing Orcus. And this was when Mermaid was still legal. Oh, that was the deck to play. That You had to play that Orcus. was Well, what the counter strategy was, was a little card called Artifact Lancia. And I was so afraid of Lancia. I felt like once I got Lancia, it was like the worst time to play Yu-Gi-Oh! because like your turn was literally over unless you had like a really broken hand a really like mm-hmm. insane hand but I chose to play Pendulums because I was really afraid of Lancia so you might see like more meta diversity after we start to see Shadal's become really popular you'll see the the hate mm-hmm. cards come in and then people will start All right, you'll, you'll have more like Shadal's turn into like more pendulums, more track tricks, more gurus, more you know, like yeah. more rogue random decks will be played. But I think right now it's just a great time to enjoy Shadows because it's a fun deck to play. It's cheap. It's it's out there. It's available for everyone to pretty much pick up unless you're planning on playing Invocations, which are randomly thirty dollars right now, minimum. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how that happened, but yeah. So no I, I I think it's it's a fun format to be a part of for once. I really disliked Skystriker or Orca's format. I don't know about you. I, I dislike that.
1: No, I agree. I agree a hundred and ten percent. Like right now, the deck is so, so easy to play. So, well, it's not easy to play. It's. I feel like it's not. It's easy to play, but it's not easy to master. Like there's so many. Like especially if you're playing the mirror and stuff like that. But the the deck is like thirty bucks. You pay thirty dollars, and you can have yourself a really really solid deck. That you could practice, you can go to your locals, you could play, and you could become a, a pretty good player. And the,
0: and the reprints. And you can you can really for good. sure.
1: And the the reprints are amazing. You get your alerts. You get your super pollies,
0: You get um, foolish burial. Obviously. Uh, Pot of avarice. The, the invoke, if people didn't have it. The invoke strategy is like the main popular, but you could play pure. And if that's the case, you really, you literally have like all the cards outside of like, like uh, lightning storm. You know. You literally have all the cards yeah, you yeah. need in the structure deck, which is really nice. I like that Konami does that.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's really good. And you, can, I feel like pure with just playing like a bunch of hand traps would be solid. You would have, um, obviously, the uh, invoked variant allows you to get a polymerization quicker. But if you play triple super poly, triple Shadol fusion, triple El Shadol fusion, and then you play a bunch of hand traps or back row... Um, to stun your opponent until you draw a poly, I think that's a that's a good strategy.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Especially now. Yeah. So. Uh, uh. So I I want I want to go back to, that. Uh, what you said before about the extravagance. Okay. So you said you would you would you would extravagance the double helix.
0: I would ash. I would I would ash the double. Helix. You I'm sorry. ash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: you definitely don't extravagance. <laughs> you would ash the double helix. Yep. So what if it was game one, and you don't know what they are playing, and they start off their turn with main phase one, activate part of extravagance? Yep. You would ash the extravagance?
0: Game one, if I don't know what they're playing, I ash it, yeah.
1: So, and then game two and three, you would, uh, you would let it resolve and then wait for the double helix? That's correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I don't know what they're playing, I mean, the, here's the debate, right? And the reason why... Elias is bringing this up is because one of our team members on the Babani Lounge competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! team, his name is Cody and on Zodiac Duelist and Facebook, one of the main Yu-Gi-Oh! Facebook groups, he brought it up and he commented like, I would never ash the extravagance. I would always ash an engine card, which I generally agree with. Mm -hmm. Like if you know what they're playing, I would, but if you don't know what they're playing, it's as if they're not playing any deck, right? So, if yeah. it's a regionals, you don't know the player. It's not like your locals where you know where everyone's playing. But if it's like a regionals and your opponent uses extravagance and you have ash, I would find it very hard not to to give your like just give your opponent a free card. Like you would ash that. But yeah. if it's I see what you mean. If it's games 2 or 3 where say your opponent is playing spirals. If you know your opponent's playing spirals, you would ash well. I would ash, if they start off with double helix, and I would ash double helix. If they start off with master plan, I would ash the master plan. But a lot of the times you can ash the master
1: plan, right? So it gets it gets tricky. I feel like I feel like they can play around ash pretty well, right? But no matter what, they have to extravagance right off the bat because they can't do anything else. So
0: and and they don't like obviously. I think I think they're they have to do it at the start of main phase one. So you know, it's like it's not like they have Appaloosa on their field because the longer that you wait now in Yu Gi Oh in modern day Yu Gi Oh. We never really have to, used to have to worry about this. Well, I guess we used to have uh, thought. but now we don't have that anymore. As we have thought, Appaloosa. Yeah. You have to Ash early enough in the turn where it's not going to be negated by Appaloosa, right? So as long as you do that, I yeah, then it's fine. If you, In a perfect world, I would
1: love to Ash Double Helix. Like, I, If I knew that they were going to go to Double Helix, I would definitely Ash the Double Helix. And I don't care about the Extravagance or Ash the Master Plan. But let's say I'm playing against, like, a Guru player or, like, an Altergeist player, and I'm playing a combo deck. Like, I really cannot afford to let my opponent draw those two cards and, like, Ash spoofing or something or Ash Hidden City. Because, um, like, I I already know my deck cannot handle playing against back row. I, like, I can't, like, playing against, like, Floodgates, let's say, or, like, a, there can only be one right. or... um. A skill drain or whatever. So in that case, so, it's almost like
0: Ash like MST in in a in a sense where it's like. In, in a sense,
1: in in a way, yeah. Because I I really can't afford for my opponent to have like another. Maybe maybe with my engine, maybe with my deck, with my hand, I could deal with one floodgate or like one back. Right. Well, maybe two. maybe two. Maybe de- if it they draw into another, another and, floodgate. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on your hand. Yeah, if they if, if they draw another Floodgate, then that could seal them the game. That that, that could...
0: Well, say you have... They
1: could be a win or lose.
0: Say you have Lightning Storm and Ash in your hand, right? I feel like okay. you wouldn't Ash the Extravagance because them drawing into back row, it doesn't matter. The only thing that you would want to stop yeah, is matter. them... Say you're playing against Guru. I feel like you would want to Ash the Guru. So this way they don't get fiendus. So yeah, this way I they think, can't negate your yeah, Lightning Storm. So then they don't want to start looping. I feel like that makes the most yeah. sense. Yeah. That no. That yeah. If you already have lightning storm, yeah, that makes sense. There are certain decks where it's like you have <laughs> to play your cards very particularly, and there are certain decks that can't afford to play certain cards. For example, I don't think decks like Guru can play Droll, because if you Droll someone, yeah, you're stopping spirals for a turn. But like, if you don't, dis- if you don't completely take over the game in one turn, then you're not winning. So. I think there are certain ways to play certain cards in certain decks. And I think if you're playing a combo deck and you have an opportunity to ash something that stops your opponent to getting to their disruption, so in this case it's extravagance drawing into their floodgates, yeah. then I would say do it. But I feel like if you're playing a control deck, the uh, the name of the game is to control your opponent's strategy, like control stop their strategy from happening and then take over the, the game, I would say ash mm-hmm. the the main engine starter. Does that make sense? Ash the engine, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I agree. So, in essence, you know, if someone asked me, going to my head, would you Ash the Extravagance? I would, I would <laughs> say it depends, and then I would get shot. So that's how that would go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but game one. Game one. We don't know what they're I
1: playing. Went. A random dude, we give them a handshake. Good luck. They draw their five cards. We draw our five cards. We see an Ash Blossom. We do the little hand shuffle that we do. And then they actively go standby phase, main phase, activate of Extravagance. We Ash.
0: I, I say so. Especially because one of the more popular, deck that, popular decks that plays Extravagance for sure is Altergeist. And other than Mellow seek Searching, there's nothing good to Ash. Because once they f- flip the protocol, then, then Ash is literally dead. Because you can't negate any of their effects. So exactly, So Extravagance yeah. is like the only thing You're not going to get Ashe. to negate the spoofing. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. at least... You're definitely stopping them from getting something valuable there. So that's good. And then, you know, if it's Spirals, if you actually the extravagance, technically they could still have the combo. If they're going first, then Tough is, doesn't do anything. So they have to have literally like one for one or like Souls plus Where Art Thou or. or crap. Yeah. yeah something. Or, or, or it's Drones Agents. it's agent. impossible. I love when, when Spirals goes first and they draw specifically. Drones agent. That is the best <laughs> thing ever. Never happened. Full combo. Yeah, full combo. It's like drawing Exodia, uh, I guess. All right. So anyway, Elias, I want to tell you about uh, if you if you if you've been living under a rock about the new Rush jewels.
1: And I have not heard of Rush Duels.
0: I have no idea what these cards are, man. So... I have no clue. For those of you who don't know, in the spring, OCG, not confirmed for TCG, OCG, as in Japan, is getting Rush Duels. And Rush Duels are essentially Speed Duels, but with different looking cards? Question mark? They seem like it's just like a marketing scheme to get more money for the same idea of Speed Duels, but Rush Duels... It's. Let me tell you the rules. So you start off with four cards in hand, and you draw until you have five cards in hand. And if you go first, you do draw. So you essentially start okay. with five cards. And All right, go for it. There is. So you draw until you get to five cards in your hand every turn. So if you spill your hand, you draw five the next turn. So imagine, you know, oh, you know what, okay. uh, you know what, card of demise does in the anime? It draws draw until you have five cards in your hand Mm -hmm. and then you can still special summon like it's it's the most broken card it's literally it's literally (laughs) anime version of card of demise every single turn and then there's a new summon called continuous summon where you can keep on continuously normal summoning until you can't okay so so let, (laughs) let me tell you about these cards because it's interesting and I'm going to give you my opinion after I read some of these cards. I have, what do I have? Four cards here to to read you. Yeah, four cards. So the four cards, the okay. first one is called Rush Dragon Dragiers. It's a light dragon effect monster, level 7, 2,500 attack, 1,500 defense. Now, the way they word the card text is they put it in brackets. And they put condition, and then they put the effect. And I really like that they do this because it's sort of confusing for newer players to know what a cost is and then what the effect is. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they're using this as a way to teach Yu-Gi-Oh! to people who have no clue. Oh, that's really good. So let's look at the condition. So the condition is like, they have the word condition, and then for other cards they have the word requirement. It's basically a synonym for the word cost. So the condition for this card is you have to send the top card of your deck to the graveyard to activate. So that's what you have to do to put the card on the field, or to activate the effect. Okay. And the effect is... The, your cost. Yeah, the cost. That's the cost. And it says that okay. in brackets, which normal cards don't say. And the effect is that this turn, during a battle phase, in which this card destroyed a monster by battle, this card can attack once again. So it's level 7, 2500 attack. I'm pretty sure the life points are still eight thousand. 8,000, but if the format's really slow, maybe that's a good card. Who knows? Then we have Dark Dragon Knight which is a normal monster with uh, level 5 1600 and 1100. It's a flavor text, not too much to say there. And then you have another flavor text Drago, Drago Elite which all these monsters are pretty much like level 4s, level 5s, 1500 attack, 1600 attack. They're just they're creating a bunch of monsters. And then we have a spell card here. Um, condition Is to send three monsters, three three monsters, dragon, I guess three dragon monsters from your hand to the graveyard to activate. So that's what you have to do to put the card in the field. And then That's crazy. And then (laughs) I know, send three dragon monsters from your hand to the graveyard. (laughs) This card better be broken. (laughs) The effect (laughs) is destroy all monsters on both sides of the field. (laughs) If only you could play lightning storm. If any monsters are destroyed by this effect, you can special summon one monster, level four or lower dragon from your graveyard, and face up defense position. So, oh my god. I mean, it doesn't seem too impressive, but what I like about this is they're trying to incorporate uh, newer players, and I think it's a good thing for the game. I think overall, you'll find players who ne- don't necessarily have the time to invest into modern day advanced format with all the new cards, and I, I feel like I don't know about you, but if I were to teach someone Yu-Gi-Oh, I feel like I could do such a good job at explaining what a normal summon is. I could explain what a spell does, you know, a field spell, where what the graveyard is. No, by. yeah, that's fine. But when it gets to pendulums, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's like teaching someone Yu-Gi-Oh, and then when you get to pendulums, it's like you start explaining a completely t- <laughs> different card game. I think
1: Dude, I had a really hard time learning how to play pendulums. I, I the mechanic came out and I learned how to fully like play it three months after they came out. Like it was so hard. Like I really couldn't grasp the idea. And it
0: was weird because but I,
1: what I what I think is very hard is is like figuring out your chain links and yeah. your phases and the battle phase.
0: <laughs> There's so many different phases. There's so many Well like damage calc. What was weird about pendulums was that it wasn't really used, like the pendulum mechanic wasn't really used in the meta when it came out. Because pendulums came out in Duelist Alliance when Duelist Alliance came out with uh, the with, with with uh, we're talking about, Oh, no, what talking am about I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong arc. Uh, no, when, when Burning Events <laughs> came out and uh, Teller Knights and Shadals, and then uh, pendulums was announced, and it was like, well, what the hell is pendulums? And it looked broken, like Soul Charge every turn. Sure, I'll take it. But then there were yeah. no good pendulums, and then finally Cleaforts came out, and then it's like, alright, tribute to monsters, normal summon, effective disc to summon two more monsters, and now pendulum summon it's two broken. more monsters. And oh yeah, normal summon towers. The to pass. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then when these cards are tributed, you could pop a card and return a card to the hand. And then you get the pendulum for four. That's crazy. It was it was it was insane. But I think that uh I think with the new, like, master rules, they slowed down Pendulums so much, they banned Electromite Rip Triff. Uh, I think that pe- Pendulums <laughs> have become, you know, they're they're under control right now, which is good. But I, I kind of like how Pendulums is, like, it's an option. Like, if you get tired of the metagame at any point, you can always play Pendulums and it will always be okay. Like, it will never be bad. It will never be mm-hmm. bad to play Pendulums, you know? Yeah, the mechanic itself is is really good. I mean, like it sucks that we had
1: the Electromite hit, but the the pendulum mechanic having those extra resources every single turn it's
0: really powerful. I think eventually they'll they'll come out with like a watered down Electromite where it's like you can add one pendulum from your graveyard At to home. your extra deck or something like that. Something that's like obviously not as good, but maybe something that mm-hmm. does something to advance the the uh, pendulum. Requirement. What was broken about Electromite is that it literally made any pendulum card in the card pool part of like the same deck, if that makes sense. Like you could play like a Clef card and Magicians, and it would it would work somehow with Electromite. Yeah. So I kind of, I mean, it kind of allowed for more variance in deck building, but I like that it's hit because it kind of forces players to be more creative now and how they're going to advance their strategy with like other cards that maybe you would have played before like pendulum paradox or i don't know i'm just s- name, <laughs> n- naming right i it. don't even know <laughs> what that is bro i think it like <laughs> i think it like protects My your scales i think it protects your scales i don't think that does anything <laughs> 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 all right well uh, i think we've talked long enough when we talk talking about Pendulum Paradox, you know the show is over here at Bamani Lounge. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, uh, yeah, so this is the first podcast. We want to just try this out and see how you guys respond to it. So if you if you like it, share it with your friends. Also check out the Bamani Lounge YouTube channel where you can see my lovely face in a nice Invoke Shadal <laughs> deck profile. And we'll see Elias, maybe he'll make a Cosmo deck profile if we're lucky enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's really it. You can check us off on Facebook, and just have your friends uh, join in on the podcast, and just download it. Keep on uh, following us on different social medias, the normal, the normal uh, stuff, and well, uh, the normal stuff the normal, and the feedback, the normal stuff, the feedback, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but money lounge, the the normal stuff, the feedback. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> We'll just stop talking now. I'm Henry. This uh, is Elias. We'll see you guys next time. All right, the money lounge, oh, the normal okay. stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and we're <laughs> and we're done. My guys, my guys, clapping. This podcast is part of the Bomani Lounge audio experience. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes of the Shadow Realm, as well as other Bomani Lounge audio content. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook at Bomani Lounge.